Am I supposed to say? Am I supposed to say yep. something? I don't know. I just was saying, here we are. I was very triumphant about it. So uh, here's the thing. This is here's the thing. This is the podcast where we tell you a thing about a thing. Uh, my name is Josh. I am joined by the illustrious Tyler. Hi, I'm Tyler, and I'm illustrious. What does illustrious mean exactly? He's illustrious. <laughs> I'm it not sounds, entirely positive. It sounds fantastic, I but I... With that question. I think illustrious means... Um, uh, uh, okay, wait. Give me a sec. I'm not even going to look this up. I'm not, for everyone Okay, now let's do this. You, you tell me what right you now. think illustrious... Yeah, you I'm look it up the and tell me if I'm right. After you tell me what... Okay. I think... I think illustrious means um, someone who is successful because they are diligent and they work hard, and that makes them successful and kind of maybe rich, okay. moderately rich. Okay, so that's how you perceive. Maybe that's how you, maybe per- that's how you perceive me. Is in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's actually uh, someone who's well known, respected, and admired for past achievements. So you weren't and you weren't entirely ah, off. Okay. I was tangentially uh, correct. So I am probably not. I was correct, correct adjacent. adjacent. I'm not the epitome of illustrious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's okay. To me, you'll always be illustrious, thanks, Tyler. Man. It's definitely subjective. It's it depends on what what side of the coin you're flipping. Depends on what angle of the. I think the it also depends on what you're what you're known for. Depends on how you. What's up, man? How have you been? If you heard tapping, I was adjusting my mic recording volume because I said it before we started recording and oh. it jumped on me. It's jumping oh, on me see, again. That's Why what I was is it doing about that? Earlier. It's st- Stop doing that. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna reset it one more time. I'm gonna see if I can get it to stay. 0.65 is what I want. Don't move. Mm. 0.69. See, that's the quality of this podcast I think people should appreciate is that we are working out the mechanics of the podcast and it's audio whilst podcasting. We're always improving. Yep. We're or we're changing. Point seven two. What the frick? All right, I'm, let I'm it, gonna leave yeah, it alone. Let it just, I don't even let care it do anymore. I'll fix it in post if I can. Um so uh last week I just I want to give a shout out to ourselves, <laughs> awesome. Tyler. Last week, uh, last week we recorded a podcast about Star Wars, um, and we told everybody mm. the thing about yeah, Star fun. Wars, and we went all the way from the very beginning, which was episode four, far away, all the way to the very end, which yep, was yep, episode yep. seven, uh, and episodes one, two, and three were in there um, <laughs> briefly. And as of today, Tyler, I'm very impressed with this. That has been our most played episode since we yeah. started the podcast. It is almost double the amount of plays of the next highest episode, which was our first episode, which makes me feel good. Because yeah. here's the thing about so us. So if we've learned anything, and it's that people love Star Wars and people love us. And that's it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. All, people love Star Wars almost exactly <laughs> twice as much as they love us. I'm and okay I'm with it. I love Star Wars twice as much as I love us, so that's okay. No, yeah, we've done the research. No, that's really cool, man. Out. A big shout out to uh, to George Lucas and his series. That yeah, you know, my man George, um, whom I am glad is not involved anymore. But we do thank him for what we he thank has him given for us. stumbling upon success when he. Right. That's. I think that's basically think so. what we arrived but at he, last week. He kind of bumbled his way into it. it Not bumbled. He wrote a story and it didn't was a realize what he had storm. in his hands. That's all. It was. It was a beautiful train yeah. wreck that turned into a masterpiece, which is what a lot of things are in the cultural, cultural icon. Or pop culture. Mm-hmm. Is it's just really that's what we're hoping this podcast. <laughs> just would a be. Be- <laughs> we're just going to stumble into something. I think we stumble into a beautiful yeah, train wreck every man. week. I don't think we've had a bad well, podcast so far. Again, it's it's yeah, it's our listeners to might whoever, think so. Uh, opinions, but I don't know. If you think we've had a bad podcast, write in and tell us yeah, which was your mail. least favorite. Hate which mail. one do you hate? Um, hey, look, I'll take hate mail. That's fine. Uh, hey, we got a review on our podcast. 
Speaking of good things, and we're on iTunes now. Uh, we announced that last week. We got a review on our podcast. And I'm going to say this to everybody out there in Listenerville. If you are listening and you're like, man, I love this podcast. I love these guys half as much as I love Star Wars. Then if you would do us a favor and go to iTunes, search Here's the Thing Podcast, and leave a review, good or bad, preferably good, but I'm not going to tell you what to write. That's up to you and your conscience. Uh, that would really help us out. It helps us get the word out. It helps other people that may like the podcast to see it. And if you like it and you think other people would like it, leave a review. And then other people can find it and listen to it. And they'll like us half as much as they like Star Wars. And we'll, it'll be a whole world loving us half as much as they great. love Star Wars. What more could you that's ask the goal. for in this life? To be half as literally as Star Wars is just... Yeah. It's the dream, man. I mean, that's a that's lot a lot of like. Uh, you got any plans for today? What are you doing uh, today? You know... I built a fire pit this week. Did we talk about that at all? Wow, you're so. I, I, be, I woke up no. um, on Wednesday, uh, and I decided <clears throat> that it was going to be a good time to build a fire pit. And I went to Lowe's and I bought materials. I did. I really did. This is this really happened. Mm. I came home and I just built a fire pit, and I have now. Well, that'd be a really random and, thing to yeah. lie about. <laughs> I know, but it just sounds like like it sounds like the story. Like it, maybe it was a series of days, or maybe I collect. Like maybe I spent some time thinking about where to put it. I didn't. Do, I didn't really do that. I just like I went and got the material, and I came home and started. Look, here's a picture. Here's a picture. Um, right there. Wow, that's Thanks, a man. really nice. Yeah, so I've had every. Guys, Tyler is every, a construction expert. Yeah. Every night since I built it, we've had a fire, and I'm having one tonight. And you are invited. If Very you cool. can find a, a, a place. Thanks, man. I'm going to leave right if now. If you left right now, by the time driving, you, fire. you would be here just in time to, to, to help me put the fire out. I could roast could one roast. marshmallow and yep. then help you put the fire It'd out. Be, It'd be worth it. And then it. drive back. It'd be worth it. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's great. that's what I did this week, and the weather's nice today. I'm going to go uh, uh, at some point get some wood chopped up and ready for another uh, beautiful night of, of fire. Playing with fire is fantastic. Ah, It is fun, but you should yes, only do it safely, yes, we, boys and girls. We execute safety always. Actually, I do. I have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I don't even know how many people do that, but I do. I have... I have a fire hose and then I have a fire extinguisher that I keep nearby while I am. I think you you may be the only one. I don't think I've ever heard of fire. anybody having a bonfire and having a yeah. actual fire extinguisher. Well, I'm near. You know how by. my backyard is. There's all the woodedness, so I don't want to take any chances because it would that would be that'd yeah. be uh that'd be bad. That'd be bad. I You're am, right in the middle of it. Like the woods. My backyard is yeah. the center yard, kind of around like eight mm. beautiful surrounding homes and it's just all wooded and it could just be it could be Your i have a lot yeah you have a bonfire and they're like so needless oh, to say there's a fire yeah. so anyways that kind of sums up my week that was the big right. highlight um is built a fire pit and that's cool. it's been fantastic if you couldn't tell um i'm podcasting from the center of a construction zone mm. i i really so. i haven't heard i mean i haven't been listening for it but i haven't heard any crazy I'm just maybe I'm just self-conscious about it because I'm watching the sound waves on my audacity, <laughs> and every time something happens outside, they spike. Like a helicopter just flew freakishly close, and like I could have reached out and given the guy a high five <laughs> in awesome. the window. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, um, Cecilia and I tonight are going to GameWorks, and then we're going to go see Now You oh, See Me Too. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. Um, cool thing about yeah, I, too, I really liked the first enough, one. It didn't I, get it didn't get much people gave box it a hard time, love, but I but, really um, thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. And then we're gonna at GameWorks. She got a Groupon, and we have an unlimited game card for three hours. They give you three hours of unlimited, like yeah, uses. Um, and the last time we went, we didn't get unlimited. Um, but we got I don't, I don't remember how much we put on it, but we got like tons and tons of tickets. Like we got a ton of tickets. And so this time when we go, we're just going to stick at the the stacky game because Cecilia's really good at the yeah, one where you stack fun. the lights on Win top of the stuff. lights all the way up to the top. She's really good at that one. I'm good at the one where you drop the balls into yeah. the holes. 
uh, and then you get like the the monster bonus or whatever. So we're gonna we're just gonna like hog those two machines all night. We're gonna get as many ticks as possible, and we're gonna go home with an Xbox what? One. What? That's a that's fun. I don't know how many tickets that's gonna take, but we have three hours of unlimited yeah, that's, plays. That's super cool to do man. it. So fingers, fingers my crossed. Fingers are, look, both both sets for you. For this X, He's doing for this it. Xbox Thanks, One with tickets, that'd be so cool. Oh, and then, dude, hey, Thanks, man. we could play stuff. We, we could, could we totally League could play stuff. You have an all Xbox the time. One. Oh, yeah. is this? Did you mean to set up a segue here? Is that? I played. Oh my, I didn't mean to do it, oh but it's goodness, perfect. What is happening? So, this week, ladies, see, we stumbled oh, into greatness here. This stumbling. week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to tell you the thing about a thing, and this week the <laughs> thing is video yeah, games. Should, you should probably just... <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Video games. I regretted it immediately. Um, I was trying to be funny, and it wasn't funny. It just sounded awful and pretentious, and I'm sorry. Uh, now we're going to talk video games. E3 is... Um, let's see. This is... Uh, letting you behind the curtains a little bit. This is coming out on a Tuesday. A Tuesday. Uh, which will be, I think, the 14th. Sure. Um, so E3 will be starting today. Yeah. Which is... Incidentally, Flag uh, Day is also the 14th. Um, so make sure you celebrate. Uh, so E3 starts today. It will be running today, tomorrow, and Thursday for three <laughs> days. Um, and E3 is the Electronics Entertainment Expo. Uh, it is where all the big video game news happens. Um, and so, if you're listening to this podcast, we're right in the thick of it. Things are coming out. Things are getting announced. Um, real quick, before we start, I saw a headline. I don't know. Tyler, you're an Xbox guy. Uh, I have a PlayStation 4, and there have been rumors <clears throat> for a while that both Xbox and PlayStation are going to do like a half-step upgraded console mm-hmm. idea. And um, the one that's been floating around for PlayStation, they've had it codenamed Neo for a while, um, just like internally and amongst themselves. Well, that's leaked a long time ago now, um, and sales have dropped to reflect that because people are like, well, if you're putting out an upgraded console, I'm not going to buy the regular Uh. PS4. Um, And so our assumption for a long time, um, also, if you're listening to this, when I say our, I mean the other podcast I'm on is a video game podcast. It's called South Dakota Gamer, and you should totally check that out. South Dakota Gamer. Um, so we're on iTunes also. But uh, our assumption for a long time has been that they were going to announce the Neo at E3 to get out in front of this, like these rumors, so that they could start selling it and then people would actually know um, and it would stop hurting sales so much. Uh, and they announced today that the Neo is a thing. They have confirmed its existence, but it is not going to be at E3. Um, and that's confusing to me. Because one would also assume that they're releasing this in conjunction with their VR. Uh, and I don't understand why they wouldn't show it at E3. Hmm. Probably, my assumption is probably to not alienate the people that already own yeah, the PS4. Sure, they don't okay. want to make those people mad. It is a very delicate balance. And I, like, I think the whole thing's stupid. I don't think they should do it at all. I think they should wait a little bit longer and release just a brand new console altogether. Um, anyway, there's your bit of news, boring news uh, for video game talk. But we we thought maybe we'll give like a little bit of history about video games. Again, we've done um, next to no research on this before we jumped into it. Uh, so maybe we'll do like a little bit about the history of video games. Um, but I think the conversation today is more about uh, like our favorite video games, our experiences with video games, and how video games impact culture. Um, society, politics, uh, how video games form kids and young adults' opinions of the world um, because they're growing up with video games at very formative right. times. Um, yeah. So, yeah. We're just, yeah, just going to see where this goes. So, Tyler, as far as you can remember, what's your first video game experience? Like, did you guys own a console? No, my, a uh, house my dad... Or? Before I was born, had a NES. So, because the NES nice. came out, what was it, 87, late 80s? 
I think it was shortly after I was born, which was 86, I think 87. maybe 87. We'll, we'll say it was late um, 80s. But anyways, um, so I was born 89. I know he had an NES throughout my entire childhood, and I played the uh, NES a lot. I mean, he had probably 50 games. Obviously, Mario and Duck. The one that had the one that had Super oh, Mario geez. and Duck Hunt. Go ahead. It was released oh, in '83. There you go. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, he I had so he off. had that, and I know we we had the one the game that had Mario and Duck Hunt. I don't know if you remember that, but there was one. It was like a two pack. The game that had both. Um, Zelda, lots of Zelda. Um, couple of yeah. those. I mean, there's, you know, Excite Bike. I put that picture on Facebook recently, and Chad pointed out that it was Excite Bike. Yeah. Um, so I grew yeah. up, with, I mean, I there had been multiple systems that had come out, and I was still playing the NES by choice. Like, I really enjoyed it. We had the really big controller with the joystick, and the two big, like, the A and the B buttons were yeah. really big. And then the, the bunch yeah, of little, a bunch of little buttons, buttons that I never used. I still use the big, the A. It was literally yep. joystick, A, and B. That's all you had to think about. Um, yep. So actually, that may be what my dad was using in that picture too. I don't remember, but it's that big. It was the big controller. But um, yeah, man, that was. I, I loved. I, I still. We still have the NES somewhere tucked away at, at his place and uh, my parents' place. And um, huh. I really enjoyed that console. Like I, I never really got past it. Even when I was like in high school, I would pull it out and play. You know, I'd pull it out and play something because when I was in high school. Gaming had clearly, I mean, it advanced, but it hadn't advanced to where it is now. Like, even online gaming was just then really starting to get big. And, uh, man, yeah, the NES was my first big one, for sure. Mine, too. Mine, too. Um, we, I don't, I remember when we got it, but I don't remember exactly when it was. Um, but I was young Yeah. when we got it. So we would have we would have had to gotten it... Maybe 90, 1990, or uh, 89. I was very young. I was too young, really, to play it much. But I remember um, our family bringing it home oh, and unboxing cool. it and, like, taking it out of the styrofoam and, like, came with yeah. a light gun and that Mario Brothers Duck Hunt yeah, uh, dual cartridge. Um, and I, I remember sitting and watching my sister Becky... Uh, and my sister Kim and my grandma watching them um, stay up like all night That's to beat awesome. Mario, uh, and how confused and frustrated they were at the last castle in Mario because you have to like jump on platforms in a certain order and like do things a certain way. Just that, just yeah, over, um, over. Which was which was awesome. Like I I remember watching that and thinking that's the coolest thing yeah. I've ever seen, and. After that, I don't know. For some reason, after that, we we also had an Atari at our house, an Atari twenty six hundred, okay. I want to say. Um, and but I never played that or even saw it. I didn't even know we had it until after we got huh. the NES. Um, and then at some point, we dug out the Atari. And like you with the NES, after other systems had come out, you were still playing the NES by choice. Like the Atari. Dude, you know what's funny, though? Like, like, it's it's so funny how that works, because that's why new generations come out, and it's not like cell phones. Like, you, who goes back to an old cell phone, like, three generations back? Usually, it's not how it works, because you right, got to keep up right. with, you know, the software or whatever comes out with the new one. With gaming, like, again, to this day, I still... Now, the controller is weird, but I still love to go back to the N64. Okay, so what happened is, what I played N- NES... My first actual game system that was mine, because the NES was my technically my dad's, and then I played it throughout my childhood. And then my uh, my parents got me in 1998. They got me a Nintendo 64, which again was after I think I think it was well Damn. after it had come out. But same thing, I got the actual box for yeah, Christmas. Same, oh, really? Same yeah. Here. So I got the actual box for Christmas. I got yeah. to open it up and do all that, and it was the coolest thing. My first game was uh, Mario 64. Which was you had to play that, and then I had Star Fox, which Star Fox sixty four. It was one. It was Star Fox sixty four. You got I got to where I could beat it, and I think it was like an hour and twenty minutes, and I would just do it over mm. and over, and it never got old. Like I would play through Star Fox, and you couldn't save yeah. your progress. Obviously, I mean it was you get on there just to play it, beat yep. it, and then turn it off. Like in sixty four, there still wasn't games, uh, a lot of games where you save progress. Like Mario sixty four, you could. There were some of them, but. A lot of those games were still the, you know, you get on there, you, you get as far as mm-hmm. you can, 
Do you remember with N64, like, a lot of those games, you'd have to hit pause and leave the system on and turn the TV off and, like, go do what you're going to do? Yep. And did you ever have it happen? And hope, yeah. hope nobody like, turned it off. a parent or a sibling would see it and be like, why is that red light on? Yep. And go flip the power button and you come to your system, like, and you just mm-hmm. scream just because you can't believe that all that progress, all that hard work was gone. Oh, man. Yep. It That was a problem. Um, so this this was back in the days before most games had, like, internal right. memory storage or systems had internal memory storage. Some N64 games, I, th- I feel like I remember some of them um, storing your progress internally. Like right. Mario 64, you didn't have no. to have a memory pack for that. Um, but and if you are oh the memory pa- oh like I remember born that. if you're if you were born yeah. in the '90s you may not even know what I'm talking about when I say Dude, memory pack my my family was so you, low budget whenever memory that memory pack, pack message popped because that message would come up sorry you can't you can't uh, right. move on without a memory pack or whatever and I would just like have to play right. a different game because I had to have a memory pack and I couldn't yep. we didn't ever invest in one can't do it we awesome. so we. When we were kids, um, in order to save our progress in a video game, it didn't get stored in the system. and it, Most of the time, it didn't get stored in the actual cartridge, which was a thing up to this point. So, like, NES games, Super NES games would save progress on the actual cartridge. Um, and then when you'd put it back in, uh, like Zelda, for instance, you'd have a save file that would save on the actual cartridge. There was no external saving required. Uh, when the N64 PlayStation era rolled around um no storage was on the system itself most cartridges on the n64 would not store your progress and the playstation was a disc-based um video game system and so you couldn't store progress on discs at all so they had memory packs um and on the nintendo 64 you had to plug in the memory pack into the bottom of the controller there was a slot for it um or a rumble pack or, if you were super fancy, you could get a memory pack, rumble pack combo, which eventually I ended up buying with my own money because I had a part-time job with my brother-in-law, and that was the only way I was going to get any video game accessories um, because my family was also cheap, and they were like, no, we're not buying you a memory pack. What do you need that for? It's an extra thing. So, yeah, man. Like, I, I one time I remember I was playing Operation Winback, which is by far my favorite Nintendo 64 game. Um, one of my favorite games of all time. It's fantastic. It's a great... It's a third-person shooter, like, covert ops. Um, like, it's it's one of those where uh, you, you pass the same locations multiple times, but um, you're progressing the story, and so every time you're back in a location, it's a slightly different than before. Um, it's really, really good. And uh, that was a game where you needed a memory pack to save your progress, and I remember making the mistake... Uh, one time when I was staying at my sister's house for like a week when my parents were out of town I had the system plugged into a light switch outlet that was hooked up to a light switch and so I would do that I didn't have a memory pack and so I would do that I would leave it on and go do whatever and like several times during that week she flipped off the light switch just without thinking because it was right next to an actual light switch um, that controlled the light so she would flip off both and I would lose all my progress Mm. and have to start over um, I don't think I ever actually beat that game, Man. come to think of it. I still have it. I have, like, this is making me want to dig out. I have a PlayStation, a Nintendo 64, and an NES sitting in the closet yeah. right now that I want no, to No, that's, that's awesome. Well, so that, what's, uh, what I was going to say is I got an N64, played that for a couple years. Around the year, like, 2000, I got a Sega Genesis 3. From a buddy who was just trying to get rid of it. I think I gave him a hundred bucks for a, or for my parents maybe for my birthday. It's what I wanted. He was selling it, hundred bucks for a Sega Genesis three, and it came with like a ton of games. And um, I huh. think the games were like small discs. Does that sound right? Like small. Uh, yeah, there was, was a, ca- maybe there was, was small a cartridges. Sega CD. Maybe it was small cartridges on that one. I don't um, remember for sure. And. There was Sega CD, and then Sega Saturn was after Sega CD, but Sega Saturn was like, you would remember no, that this, being may, discs, Maybe this was... Because those were like playstation size discs. But anyways, that, that came with all the Sonic games. Had the Sonic Pinball, and then Sonic, nice. um, all the Sonic 1, 2, 3, 4, whatever it was. Man, mm-hmm. like, I had a phase for like a year or two where everybody else was moving on to Xbox, 
and I was now right. taking a step back to Sega Genesis. People thought I was nuts, but um, but it was so fun, man. There's so many good games. Earthworm Gem, that was one of the games that came on the Sega Genesis. Played that. Um, yeah. There was a couple of, of, of little ones, but mainly it was a lot of Sonic. Because I missed, I, in my childhood, that was my childhood, but in my younger childhood, like when it had come out, I missed that. I ended up getting the Sega Genesis when everybody was moving to Xbox. Finally, I got an Xbox. Um... And when I got the Xbox was right when online gaming was starting to pick up. So when I got the Xbox, I went ahead and made the giant leap and just got the headset. And, and it, it was also used, um, but I got the headset mm-hmm. and two controllers and whatever. And I started uh, Counter-Strike was my first ever um, online uh, game. Oh, we, we did, yeah. I think that. it might have been part of my uh, – when I got on there with South Dakota Gamer, we may have covered it. But Yeah, when you were on South Dakota Gamer, I think – was that your 20 questions game? Oh no no! Dave did a Counter Strike game, and you you oh, were like texting us, yeah, saying, yeah, because I'm that all was what it was. But I think you talked about Counter Strike. Yeah, Counter Strike was my too. first online game, and that was um, yeah me and and Mike Garcia. I remember being in high school, and we used to get on there and play that game every night for hours on it. I mean, as long as we could until it was you know bedtime. But it was you know we were right. we were middle school, maybe high school, ninth grade um, at that point. <laughs> And, um, man, it was so fun. And then uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, that was another one that was a huge mm. first-person shooter online game that changed, that was literally a game changer uh, for online gaming. So that was before Call of Duty was even a thing. Or it was right, it was right yeah. around the time Call of Duty was just another game. It wasn't a, really a franchise yet. Right. So it was... Call of Duty Online had not been perfected, and that, that wasn't like the right. standard... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Clancy. Tom uh, Clancy owned the shooting. the online first person shooter gaming for a while, and then it just for a while, yeah. Once Call of Duty came in, uh, he might get it back now if Call of Duty keeps making games that are like like flying through space with the They're infinite warfare. <laughs> I love how it's. I don't know. I don't want to judge it too much. I'll. <laughs> well, know. no. We me so me and my we'll that is a rabbit trail. But me and my buddy uh, Chris, we were talking about how. They used to just be, well, we've talked about this before, too, but it just used to be muskets and pistols. I mean, you know, maybe not muskets, but, you know, like it just used to be just actual, like yeah. you're in war, World War, you know, two, and like you're just, you're in the trenches yeah. and there's mud flying around you and mortars are going off. And now you fly and can run upside down on walls and you're shooting laser arrows. Well, you know, like at, at some point. It's not Call of Duty anymore. It's another game and it's fun, but it's not Call of right. Duty. And I think that's what kills it for people. If you're watching, if you're playing Call of Duty, you want it to feel like Call of Duty and not Halo or some other, you know. Right. So we'll, we'll definitely, we'll see what happens. Is, I don't want to pick on them either, but at the same time, I think everybody's craving, Yeah. everybody's craving that warfare, that traditional warfare game, which right now really doesn't exist. Right. Which is why I think people are so interested in the Infinite Warfare like premium bundle or whatever they're calling it, because it's coming packaged with Modern Warfare right. Two, which was the pinnacle of Call of Duty Online. What is it? Modern Warfare Two or is it shooting World at War? I thought it was. I thought they had changed it. No, it's it's coming. Well, it's coming packaged maybe with a couple, but Modern Warfare Two is definitely so. With that it. should that. And they're, they're servicing the online side of it, so you will be able to play Modern Warfare 2 online from your 360, or not your 360, from your Xbox One or PS4. That's awesome. That should tell them, that should tell like them something happening. about what people are looking for. But they're, they're not... The game for the, yeah, for it the should. old school style of game that it was. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think they're probably getting that message because they're not selling that separately, at least at first. You have to buy that premium bundle in order to get Modern right. Warfare 2. Like, there's no other way to get that. So I, I think they are getting the message. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Battlefield is going back to World War yeah, that's I. that's interesting. Um, and so that should be cool. And it's, like, it's exploring a lot of different fronts of that war other than, like, what we traditionally think of as, like, trench right. warfare. There's also uh, like the pilots. Um, there's a there's a scene in the trailer where they're like in the desert riding camels, and there's people riding horses with swords. And um, World War One, I, I think, is a an untapped vein uh, as far as video games go because everybody always thinks of like trench warfare right. and how boring it is. But I don't know, it should be good. I um, 
so I our family went from NES to Atari uh, for some reason, and I loved Atari. And then, like you, Tyler, I think I got it the same year, actually, uh, 98, if I remember correctly. Um, and I would have been 12, uh, something like that, when I got mine. And I got mine with um, Star Fox. I think it came bundled with Star Fox 64. Um, and then I may have gotten Mario Kart oh, 64. Oh, I forgot about Mario Kart. Uh, at the Such same time, game. same Christmas. Um, got it for Christmas. I had been, like, begging for it for a long time. Um I had played, you know how they used to have the demo kiosks in Walmart? I think yeah. they still do for some games. And I had played GoldenEye. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, double, so double 007 GoldenEye yeah. so many times um, in Walmart. And I was like, man, this system is so cool. And like the controller yeah. was crazy looking. I, I, and, like, I, I'm not different. a fan of the controller now. But at the time, at the time it was no. so new and it was so like innovative. I was like... I remember, I remember looking at it and then grabbing it when I was a little kid and thinking, how am I supposed to hold this? Yeah, do I hold it by the two sides? And if I do, how do I exactly, work the joystick yeah. in the middle? And finally learning, like, no, you're supposed to hold it from the middle, you know, on the right-hand side, and then every now and the then you may need to right. use the D-pad on the <laughs> left-hand side. But, um, yeah, man, it was crazy. So we, we got that in, like, 98, and then... Um, that was pretty much it as far as consoles went. Like, if my parents ever bought me a console or, like, whatever. So I had a Nintendo 64 for a very long time. Um, I loved uh, Mario 64 I got for, I think it was my 16th birthday. Um, and I remember, I think it was 16th. That had to be right after, around it, there. It, 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 I remember I got that for, for my birthday. You got it for your 16th birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely out for a while. And I, I got it... Um, at my birthday party, which was actually slightly before my birthday. Hang on a second. I'm going to turn off my AC. <laughs> That's fantastic. And we're back. Uh, I should put like a little song in there or something. Um, so I got that right around my 16th birthday. My birthday party was before my actual birthday. On my actual birthday, um, it was a church night. And I happened to be sick legitimately sick like huh. throwing up sick interesting so on my 16th birthday i got to stay home by myself and play mario 64 like for hours <laughs> and hours you're an adult now end. you can just tell and we me had that you weren't actually sick man it's fine i no, but i was actually yep. legitimately okay. sick okay. um yeah. and my parents listen sometimes and i don't want them to think that i was just trying to stay home from church um, Smart move. Although, at that age, staying home from church to play Mario 64 is not a terrible uh, <laughs> fate. So, and then we had a pull-out, um, like, sleeper couch uh, downstairs, like, where the TV and all that was set up. So, I talked my parents into letting me sleep downstairs uh, just so that I could play Mario 64 mm. some more until I literally, like, passed out asleep. Um, and I was sick for like three days, so I just I spent like three full days just playing Mario sixty four oh, nonstop. Awesome. And ordinarily, my parents wouldn't let me play that much video games at a time, but since I was sick, I couldn't really do anything else. Um, so man, I loved Mario sixty four. And then I got Mario Golf, which was great. Yep. Um, Star Fox sixty four was great. Mario Kart sixty four was great. Windback was great. Um, Perfect Dark was a great game. Uh, the Zelda games, Majora's Mask. Um, Ocarina of Time, great. Ocarina games. of Time is another one that Majora's Mask was that was Majora's Mask the one that you had to get the expansion yeah. pack for. Um, so I couldn't. I got that game without knowing that. I yeah, I, I never played Majora's Mask. Uh, I don't know if it was because of that, pack. but I, I I I had the gold Ocarina of Time game, the gold one, and yeah. I with the holographic yep, label. Yep, yep, played that game. No, that was no, Majora's the, Mask. Probably. Maybe it was both. I feel like there was holographic label on. Yeah, either way, it was a gold game. It was a lot of fun, and yeah. um, man, that game—that was not one you could finish quickly. The Ocar- Ocarina of Time no. is one that you would. Now I played through it multiple times, and you could play differently every time. But um, but yeah. I played. You got to think a little That bit was about my it. first. I guess you would say that's that's my first ever RPG game, or role playing. We got to use oh. terms uh, on this podcast that that you wouldn't use as generically on um, South Dakota game. Right. So yeah, RPG is a role playing I mean, game. It means that it focuses on leveling up a character. Yeah. Uh, and you and that well, kind of thing. And you can um, you can roam around 
it's not as focused on because RPGs. The other thing about RPG is, isn't it a um, uh, like where you wrote like you can kind of choose your destination type thing. Uh, some of them. So it doesn't them. necessarily mean... Some of them... I mean, they all have a certain amount, I guess, of freedom, but some of them are pretty linear. Still would be my first RPG game, though, I think, right? I don't think there's another one before yeah. that that I would have played. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely a few um, around that time. That was probably a lot of people's introduction to yeah. the RPG I mean, maybe, genre. Maybe and that's not even, like... That's not even as RPG as right. most RPGs. Um... Yeah, I remember having a bunch of people over, uh, well, four, three, three plus me, four including myself, to play Goldeneye oh, for hours so and good. hours and hours. Um, Rogue Squadron, Star oh, Wars yeah. Rogue Squadron. I didn't get into that game super hardcore, on Nintendo but I had 64. It. Uh, Shadows of yep. the Empire was a great game, another yep. Star Wars game. Uh, um, and then shortly after that, I bought a PlayStation from one of my buddies. Um, like you did the Genesis and it came with a bunch of games and I got into a bunch of like I loved Final Fantasy I had played Final Fantasy on the NES um, and uh, so I played like Final Fantasy 7 and 6 um, and Final Fantasy Tactics which to this day is probably my favorite video game um, I'm playing through it again on my PSP at the moment talking about retro gaming and uh just some like siphon filter, all the siphon filter games, which were fantastic. Um, yeah. So many good PlayStation games, like solid, solid system. Hitman was on there. Uh, so I got that, and then for a long time I didn't have like uh, like every now and then I play a game on my PC. I got really into real time strategy games um, like Command and Conquer, yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon, stuff I, like that. You know, I've never done any PC gaming, and I know so many awesome people who have. It's but... it can be complicated. Um, it's the one thing I haven't done. Because it's not like PC gaming isn't as much plug and play as console gaming is. Uh, so it gets right. a little more complicated. But um, just in that respect, the games are uh, basically the same. But there's some cool games on PC. Roller Coaster Tycoon was one of my favorites. I used to build um, roller coasters uh, that would launch the cars off the track on purpose. And so in Roller Coaster Tycoon, right, you would build a roller coaster and then you'd open it. They'd do a couple test runs of the roller coaster to make sure it wasn't going to crash. And then after it was good, people could start getting onto the roller coaster and riding it. Well, I would build a coaster, um, let it go through test runs, delete part of the track so that it would send the roller coaster cars like flying off the track. And then I would like save my progress right before I do that because I would see where the coaster cars landed and then I would build a merry-go-round and, like, a bunch of food stands and stuff, like, in that area. And then I would do it, and I would see how many people I could kill in one roller coaster accident um, with my roller coaster. I was a messed uh, up little kid. Um, you're an evil it was, genius. You may, need to, you may need to talk to somebody about that. I probably should at some Maybe point. Some, <laughs> some deep... Some deep-rooted <laughs> things happening. There. It was really fun. Um, so I did that. <laughs> no, and that's then, cool, uh, man. That's, that's, the next, that's what video games are the all next, about. Because in real life... You can't do that. You probably wouldn't want to yeah, do that. You can't do that, that in real life. You can't just save your progress and then go back to your save file and be like, oh, it never happened. Um, that would be so yeah, great, though. Sometimes. Yeah, it'd be uh, And then I, cool. like, I bought a PS3 from somebody at some point. Um, so if you're keeping track, I went from N64 and PlayStation to PS3. I skipped a whole generation. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, I had that for a long time, and then my PS3 overheated, so I didn't have a console for a while, and then, uh, a buddy of mine graciously bought me a PS4, um, not so long ago, uh, and so I've been playing on PS4 since, but, like, I did a bunch of computer gaming, uh, in the meantime on my laptop and stuff like that, so, um, video games have been a very big part of my life for a long time. In case anybody's wondering, that's the that's some construction outside of Josh. Yeah, I there's I can't. Well, no, get I have to explain it because it, it sounds like it sounds like one of us is playing a video game oh, right now. As no, although because it's like ba-da, 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 ba-da. oh, I don't know. No, it's all. I don't fun. know where my it's, remote is. I have Rocket League on my screen right now, and if I had my remote, I could unmute it and play the the music. But I don't have my remote. Um, uh, I downloaded the soundtrack for that. Did I tell you that on Spotify? Oh, really? What is it's that like gr- listening to that soundtrack 
outside of playing that video game. It's okay. That's what I was gonna say. It's insane. You go down if you're driving down the highway and you crank up the menu screen for Rocket League, you just want to start just running people off the road and hitting giant soccer balls. So for any listeners, Rocket League is a game that it, it's it's soccer with race car or not race cars. Like I guess little it's remote just control cars. cars. You you design cars and then you you play soccer and you try to hit a ball into a goal. It's really it's really so great. It sounds super simple. Um, and does. at first, when you start it playing does, it, it seems just... simple. But after you get into it, there is so much strategy and gamesmanship. Um, it's crazy. It's a crazy game. Here you go. Ready? Can you hear it? I can hear it. Yep. Yep. There it is. It uh, yeah, so that's Rocket League music. It's great. Multitask. Um, yeah, no, that's it's good, and that's the cool thing. So that that could be a good segue into talking a little bit about where we are now. So I have an Xbox One, you have yeah. a PS4. We're in our deep into our uh, uh, adulthood, not deep. Obviously, that's not the right thing to well, say. But we're not kids yeah. anymore. We're done with college. We've moved on with life. I'm married and got a kid. You're <clears throat> headed that way at some yep. point here. Maybe. At some yeah. point. Anyways, so so anyways, uh, yeah. So we're at that point in life. Um, I don't. I'm not as adamant, and you know this, as a lot of my friends are about gaming to this day. But do you think that there'll ever be a time in your life where you're like, oh, I've outgrown that. I don't need video games in my life. That's a good question. I think about that a lot. Um, <clears throat> I do too. Because I, like, I, well, you know this. I spent my 30th birthday uh, at your house. Um, like, I was freaked out about turning 30. Um, and I'm still freaked out about being 30. I don't like being 30. I, I know it's just a number, but it feels like, you know, well, it is. Half of my life is basically over. Uh, and, you know, so it's a... It's a, more like a third of well, my life. Well, it's a scary feeling, being 30. Um, anybody else that has turned 30, <laughs> Dude, maybe you can identify. You're killing 30, man. You're crushing it. Uh, but I'm a 30-year-old that, that still likes comic books and video games. Um, and, like, our parents... You know, I like I maybe your dad because he had an uh, NES, but yeah, he was like cool. my parents. He was rare. You know, my dad wasn't playing video games when he was thirty. Um, sure, my dad wasn't reading comic books when he was thirty. My dad was you know raising two kids and had a wife. You know, at thirty or maybe three um, by then, and so uh, you know when you think about the generation directly previous to us, most people had kind of put this stuff away by the time they had turned our age and we grew up with this. And so I think it's a little more natural that it sticks around in our lives longer. But, um, I hope there's not a time in my life where I'm like, I'm too old for video games. I don't really enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, for me, it's like, um, (laughs) it sounds like something you say, like an AA meeting, but like I could stop anytime. It would suck for a while, but I could, I'd find other things to do. Because um, I don't game that often or as hard as a lot of people I know do. For for me, I could, um, but I, I I really I still enjoy it. I think as long as I enjoy getting on there and it's so fun to, you can leave reality for mm-hmm. a little bit in a good way, um, and you know go hit a soccer ball with the car yeah. or go give yourself a nice dose of that uh, acute stress. Yeah. Or the sports games are fun. I mean, be your be your team. You know, I'm a Vikings yeah. fan. I can be the Vikings. I can be. You know, Teddy Bridgewater throwing a, a deep ball for the game. Yeah, there. sports. Like, you get to be in there. Sh- you get to be. Yeah, we need to do one on sports. Yeah, so I'm so ready to do that. Sports knowledge. <laughs> anyway, so I, I enjoy it. I, I think that's um, anybody. I think everybody, <laughs> even if they're anti-video games, I think everybody could find a game or two yeah. or ten that they would enjoy and have whether they like it or not, have a really, really good time yeah. doing it. There, there are people that are not, um, I think, naturally inclined to be able to play video games. You know, there are some people that pick up a controller and they're like, all right, yeah, I can do this, and this is this, and you know, this is how you do this, or whatever. And then there are some people um, that pick up a controller and they're like, I have no idea how to coordinate my fingers yeah. to do all these things together. Um, so, I th- you know, it, there's a little bit of a natural tendency or... Uh, towards or away from video games, I think, but 
probably anyone could find a game or two that they like. And that's the thing, like, you were saying you could stop at any time, and that does sound like somebody who's addicted to something saying, like, oh, I could stop anytime I want. But it's true, I... My video gaming, for the most part, consists of me getting home from work, kicking back for an hour, at probably at the most an hour a night, playing Rocket League for a while, um, or maybe something else for a little bit, and then doing whatever else I'm doing with my evening. And I don't, like... Right. I'm not one of the guys that has to buy the brand new video game as soon as it comes out and play it. Um, I, like, I've never been that way. And part of it has been because, like, I just don't always have the money to throw around immediately to, like, go buy a video game. But part of it, too, is, like, I'm a little bit glad that I've never gotten used to that. Because that, like, is I, I feel like as long as you keep a healthy balance, video games are okay. Um but they also right. get this really bad connotation, and I think fairly in some cases that they they do become an addiction um, and a money sink for a lot of people, and it can be extremely unhealthy. So I, I think as long as you're able to strike that balance, and if you're able to go three or four days or a week or two weeks or you know longer without playing, and you know you don't have the shakes during that time, you know that's that's healthy. <laughs> Um, sure, you sure. might miss it. Moderation, moderation. But yeah. So, um, you know, I, that being said, I I don't think that I'm ever going to be like, oh, video games aren't for me anymore. Um, I hope they're not. I really enjoy it, and we like we joke around. They just but get shifted on the priority. They just get shifted on the priority. Yeah, yeah, and go, go yeah, that. and as, yeah. as when you're younger, they're you know super high priority. You don't have anything else taking up priority in your life and when you get older you've right. got relationships and outside responsibilities and work and uh sleep ends up becoming a priority at some point i don't know when that happened but it did um and so it gets <laughs> it gets moved down and sure you i don't know like it, video games used to be like we've seen this happen in our lifetime and i think we're seeing it shift in our lifetime they used to be a thing that kids do like you know, dumb, irresponsible kids do uh, who are dumb and irresponsible because they're kids. And then, like, when you grow up, you know, you get responsible and you're not into video games anymore. And it was never considered a legitimate hobby. And I think we're, we've seen that shift, like, a long ways. And I think it's still shifting. But now it's it's yeah. becoming, like, a legitimate hobby. And, like, uh, sure. video games are becoming well, our collector's generation is items. the first generation... Our generation is the first generation where it was kind of the standard to have some sort of gaming system in your life. Yeah, we've grown up with video games in our lives, all our lives. Because they've been around, we were just talking about this, they've been around technically since the late 50s. Yeah. When the first one was created. Yeah, and that that was just kind of an experiment, but that was like in 1958 on those old, like, tape computers, like, super, super old computers, and then... um, but just like anything else that's early early on, I mean, most families, by the time the 60s and 70s rolled around, most people didn't no. either have time or they couldn't afford, they couldn't even remotely afford an Atari or whatever the, you know, whatever the existing system. So our generation is the first one, I think maybe in the 90s when, because there was competitors and people started, you know, there was the PlayStation and there was, you know, the Sega, the Sega systems and... Um, there was the um, obviously Xbox came along and was a game yep. changer. Um, Nintendo's still doing what they're doing, and the Wii version of Wii U, which is pretty cool. They've got some big things. They've got some big things happening yeah. right now. Well, hopefully they do. So, well, yeah, yeah, we'll see what um, happens. But so does with and now VR, and that's funny, you know, that we're even having this conversation because in another twenty years, this is going to be such a dated conversation yeah. because. Everything's going to be virtual reality and hands-on, and hopefully more physical activity involved. Mm-hmm. Where the argument of you know sitting on your butt doing nothing is kind of slowly has kind of worked its way out. Where there's a lot more interaction, kind of like the Wii. See, and that I think that I think is another that's another super interesting aspect to this. So when we were younger, Tyler, like playing games in the NES and the Atari, even the Super NES, like. Most of those games, you could argue, I think, pretty well that they were not developing our minds. They weren't teaching us anything. They were just no. games. Yeah. And maybe hand eye, maybe hand eye coordination. Yeah, maybe. Um, but they well, were they were just games, and they were things that you did to distract sure. yourself, and yeah. there wasn't a lot of thinking involved. And like, as games have progressed, um, 
you get like you know puzzle games or, or a lot of RPGs or um, the real time strategy games or uh, like the Sims you know Sim City or you know those like civilization building games and Civilization um, for instance like you get these games that actually make you think uh, and have a strategy and plan ahead um, and at some point video games turned from being solely like mindless entertainment to yeah there are still some mindlessly entertaining games and those are great but there are also a lot of games that teach real world skills and this sounds really stupid and this may be totally uh wrong um and this this may not be backed up at all by actual facts and scientific research but i feel so i've i've had a few management jobs in in my lifetime in my career one of them being the hotel, um, and we've talked about it before, but I, I legitimately feel that my time playing certain RTS games and strategy games and civilization building games, paying attention to stats and adjusting things you know, as you go to, you know, like, well, this needs some attention, so we're going to improve this, and you know, now that we've got this under control, we need to go over here and like, improve this. I feel like playing those games helped me gain some skills and critical thinking that was involved in, you know, being successful in whatever man- management position I was in. Um, and so at some point, video games turned from just being mindless entertainment to also teaching real-world skills and making you think and expanding your mind. Um, and I think that was un- not a concept that was easily accepted by parents or society in general for a very long time, too. And I think that's starting to turn. And... I just said to I so said to Cecilia um, not long ago, like you know, if, if we have kids someday or something, I I want my kids to play video games, and like there are certain video games that I would want them to play, not just because it's a way for me to identify with them and relate to them, but I I think video games are healthy to a point for developing a right. kid's brain and critical thinking skills, sure. and um, it's it's crazy how much they've how far they've come, not just, you know, graphics-wise and gameplay-wise, but um, they're actually genuinely useful now, too. It's crazy. Uh, I agree. That was, well, that was well said. And then, so back in the day... So take that, naysayers. Yeah, you haters. Um, back in the day, too... So the other thing, right, like, in, in the Atari or NES years we were still as a society like and and video game developers were still trying to figure out exactly what kind of storytelling you could do through a video game um you know and and the graphics uh limitations had a lot to do with that and just the processing of the unit itself had a lot to do with that and so they were um there were some political statements being made by video games but not a lot and video game production and development was not uh, an artistic outlet, at least considered that way um, back then, so much as it is right. now. And art, I, I think any reasonable person could agree that any art, no matter what, is political. Art is always political. Um and it can mean different things to different people, but art is always art always makes a statement, always, always, always. Um, and if it doesn't, it's not. I, in my opinion, anyway, it's not. It's not art. You're you're getting deep um, right now, man. Well, it's like it, it's true though. And so now, like you know, back then it wasn't so much an outlet for artistic expression and making a statement. And now, sure. there are so many video games just in the last maybe ten years that have caused some kind of controversy, or there's been you know, outcry about this part of this video game or that part of this video game or parents saying, you are never allowed to play this video game while you live in my house or whatever. And that didn't happen so much when we were young, young kids. That started to happen maybe in the mid-90s to early 2000s. Um, in the 90s when everything was extreme and that was the cool thing. Um, you know, my parents wouldn't let me play Mortal Kombat, for instance, because there was blood um, and violence. And I think it's really interesting that... You know, back then, again, video games were just this mindless uh, pastime that kids would partake in um, for hours at a time and fry their brains, quote-unquote. 
and not only have video games become more useful, but they can, they, they've become way more political. And now you have mainstream society caring about content in video games. Like, divert, you, issues like diversity are being um, talked about now because of video games. Issues like uh, abuse um, and, and uh, child abuse and, and uh, abuse towards women, um, both verbally and physically. And you have issues like uh, same-gender relationships and marriage being brought up by video games. And you have issues like... Um, you know the 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 tax or not tax the wage gap um, between classes and between genders. Like there are so many political issues being brought to light through video games, and I, I think that's a great thing. Um, and it's causing a lot of dialogue that we didn't get before through a medium that wasn't even you know that that was a, a medium that was never seriously considered before as a way to bring some conversations. You know, to light and and to the the general um, uh, acknowledgement, I guess I, that's not the word I'm looking for, but make make certain conversations a part of the zeitgeist uh, and progress. I think thought um, as far as some of these things go, and it's like you do have the video games like Grand Theft Auto that are <laughs> horribly violent. And terribly sexual, and just super over the top, and that's what they are. And I, I think there's, you know, whether you agree with that content or not, I think there's a place for that in the in the medium, and in the industry, um, and that's artistic expression, and that's their freedom and their right to make a game however they want. You can play it or not play it. Um, but you know, you've also got games like. Uh, well, like Grand Theft Auto, that, that brings to light a bunch of different, all completely different social issues. Um, games like The Witcher 3 that just came out that bring to light a bunch of social issues. Um, Beyond Two Souls that brings to light a bunch of different social issues. Heavy Rain was uh, a last-generation game on the PS3 um, that talked about some different things. And I'm, I'm missing a bunch of... Bioshock Infinite was one. Um, that brought to light, uh, you know, culture uh, relations and 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 um, you know, like race. It talked about racism a little bit, and so like you've got games that I think are constructively bringing up issues. You know, it's it's not just Grand Theft Auto with the violence and sex and whatever else that you you picture Grand Theft Auto being, but games like Grand Theft Auto and other games are are bringing to light certain social issues that I think are important to talk about, and it's. It's refreshing to see them being brought up in the first place, but also to see them being brought up by video games. I think it's interesting. Right. Um, so there's my little rant on that. Mm, that was good, yeah. man. Um, I'm glad that you... So, uh, E3 is right around the corner. Um, What's well, starting today, uh, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, if you're listening to this after Tuesday... It has either happened or is happening. Um, is there anything, Tyler, that you are hoping gets announced at E3? If you're like, man, if I could have one thing, I hope this gets announced. No, I mean, for me, the Modern Warfare 2 thing was really big, and I guess I haven't looked closely enough at it lately, um, because the last I heard it was up in the air, but you kind of already confirmed that, so... You are my E3, because oh. you have announced in celebration of today. Today, being E3, you've just made the biggest announcement of all. Huh. So, Modern Warfare 2 is my favorite of the Call of Duty games. I think it's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. And I will say, as much as we've played Rocket League lately, I think Modern Warfare 2 would be the one that would uh, take me back into the Call of Duty series on game nights. I agree. I've Which are... Tuesdays and Thursdays. Since Modern Warfare 2, I have not been a huge uh, Call of Duty fan in general. I got Modern Warfare 3, um, and then I got uh, Advanced Warfare, um, and I've played those online a little bit. But nothing has compared to Modern Warfare 2. So if, if I get it, Modern Warfare Infinite, or Infinite Warfare, I'm sorry, um... If I get that, it will be to get the premium bundle so that I can get Modern Warfare 2 so that I can play that again. Um, mm. But awesome. I'm, you know, I 
chances are I'll just wait until they eventually sell it separately and just get that. Uh, who knows, though? Um, I think out of E3, mostly what I'm hoping for is I want PlayStation to have a solid VR lineup. I want VR to do well. Um, VR has been a long time coming. When we were kids, Tyler, do you remember seeing those VR setups in like huge malls? And you could pay yeah. tons Dude, of money you ever to watch play the movie, VR. Uh, you ever watch the movie First Kid with Sinbad and... Uh... Uh, literally, I can't think of anybody else relevant in that movie. But it's a movie called it First familiar. Kid. Yeah, it's basically it's it's the Secret Service is Sinbad. He's he's hired to watch the President's uh-huh. son, who is the you know first kid. And uh, anyways, there's a scene in that movie where he does this VR thing, and it shows like what the VR looked like, and it's awful graphics. Yeah. Like it's all like you know, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, it was so cool, man. I used to watch that movie and see that scene and be like, man, what I would do just to get to play. Like he's in that, you know, he's like pointing his gun, looking around in the middle yeah. of the mall, like on this little pad. And uh, man, yeah, that's that's super yeah. cool. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a huge fan of that technology and I'm really excited that it's finally here. Yeah, same here, man. I like, it, I think it's here to stay. Um, it was super gimmicky back oh, in the too. 90s and I think they're doing it well, you can do YouTube searches now, and, and there's a ton of VR yeah. videos on YouTube. You can say, you know, VR 360 view of roller coaster ride or whatever, and you can just look around the room yeah. or wherever you are, and you're, you're Facebook there, just you introduced know, 360 so cool. video. Or not, not yes, video, I'm yeah, sorry, that's... 360 um, photos. Uh, and so you can take a 360 Well, they've, they've got video stuff, too, because there's, there's yeah. they did a demo of a guy on a surfboard. Yeah, well, YouTube's been doing the 360 video stuff for a while, which is awesome. Um, right. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, here to stay. I think they're doing it right. It's, fun. it's I actually I got to try VR um, a while back at NFL Draft Town. Speaking of sports, because um, you're that sports yeah, guy. Yeah, they had uh, Draft Town was in Chicago this year, and so Cecilia and I went. It was super rainy. Um, we got soaked uh, to the bone, and it was super cold. Uh, we got wings afterwards, so that made it worth it. But. Um, what the the thing that I wanted to do? She wanted to take a picture with the Lombardi Trophy, Lombardi Trophy, which we did. Um, we looked at some other stuff, and then the thing I wanted to do, they had a VR tent set up with the Samsung Gear VR, um, and so they would sit you in a chair, um, you know, put the VR headset on you, tell you how to adjust the the lenses so that it was clear. Uh, they would put headphones on you, noise can- noise canceling headphones, and as soon as they put the headphones on me. Um, I completely forgot that there was an outside world. Like it's it's that quick. Yeah. You're totally immersed. And so I was looking all over the place, and basically that that demo was just to show you um, what they could do with VR at like sporting events. So there was a right. there was a camera that a guy was carrying, like a 360 camera that a guy carried out onto the field um, with the press while they're interviewing players. And so you're like standing right next to news reporters as they're interviewing players. Um, and there was a, a point where he was out on the field where they were t- putting a, a player on a stretcher and carrying him off the field. Um, there was one in the dugout, so you could watch the players like run through the the dugout like from the locker room to the field. Um, yeah, there was one cool. from like one of the real fancy sky boxes up on the top, so you could see the whole stadium. Like it was really really neat. Um, so uh, VR is super cool, and if you haven't tried it. Um, and you get an opportunity, you need to. Because you, you really need to experience... Like, I can talk about it all day long, but you need to experience it to really know uh, how awesome it is and, and how much of an advancement I think it is. And, um, so VR is cool. Yeah. So I hope there's a That's strong awesome, VR lineup this year at E3. I think... I, like, I'm really hoping for... Um, there's been rumors of a new Resident Evil game, and so I hope we get that. And I hope we get a new Bethesda game, maybe a Skyrim uh, like game, not Skyrim, but Elder Scrolls game, uh, or maybe another Borderlands from Gearbox. Although they just made Battleborn, so that may not happen. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, as of this podcast coming out, E3 is happening, so maybe some of that stuff has been announced. So keep your ears out. Uh, you yeah. got anything else, man? And maybe we'll maybe we'll touch on it on the intro of the yeah. next one. Maybe we probably will. Maybe not. You probably will. Yeah. Not. You got anything okay. else? Uh, I I think I think we've um, covered. I mean, it's another one of those topics. We can always come revisit it and get more specific. Totally. 
video games, and we talked a little bit about what they meant to us in our childhood and up to this point in our lives and what they've done maybe as a culture. That rant at the end, I, uh, I'm, I had very little to contribute. You're the gamer guy. I can, I can selflessly plug South Dakota Gamer because I've, I've been uh, given the opportunity to co-host on there, which was a blast. But if you are interested in video gaming and this was just the tip of the iceberg for you and you want to hear more, you can, um, whenever you're all caught up on our podcast, of course, you can go over to South Dakota Gamer and you can hear more of Josh's wonderful, smooth, and uh, uh, I was going to say smooth and sexy, but that's not, it's weird. The, his voice, though, you can hear it <laughs> on that podcast, as well as some other voices that you may enjoy. Um, it's a good one. So Thanks, man. Go over there. If you want to expand upon your video game knowledge, they do it right. South Dakota Gamer Podcast. And uh, if you want to have some awesome, fun times, then you're going to want to tune back in next week for our next podcast because yeah. it's going to be a doozy. Yeah. What do you think we should do next week? As, as are they all. Um, should I don't we know, decide man. that off air? I don't know. No, it's yeah, it's all good. Again, let's let, we can bring we bring the listeners into our world. It's uh, I don't know, man. We were talking about um, we we still have those a bunch of those suggestions from uh, your buddy John, right? John, um, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, so those were good. Um, we also tossed around the idea of uh, doing one on habits, um, summertime memories. Habits. I this this idea of conversation um, has been on my mind a lot lately. Not just, like, the art of conversation and having a conversation with somebody, but actually, like, having meaningful conversations. Um, yeah. You know what? Let's – because that one, that one is going to require a little bit more research and brainstorming a little bit um, in terms of a little bit of the science behind human interaction conversations because that's what I do right. for a living. So I really appreciate that topic, and I would like to do that. Well, let's do it. Let's All do right. it. So All next right. Tuesday. That's the first time we've ever done that. We are announcing yeah. we are announcing next week's episode. Now we have yeah. to do it, too. There's no yeah. back. So next Tuesday, okay. uh, folks, we're going to talk about conversation. Um, and, yeah. right. uh, man, I like, so I'm going to, I'm going to say this and then we'll expand on it next week. I feel like conversation has died. The art of conversation has died. Um, nowadays, uh, and there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of reasons, and we'll expand on that. But uh, So conversation Absolutely. is next week's topic. Um, in the meantime, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. Uh, so you can reach out on Facebook at facebook.com slash here's the thing cast. Um, we are uh, on Gmail as well. We have a Gmail account, which is here's the thing cast at gmail.com. Um, search us and rate us on iTunes, please. Um, here's the thing podcast uh, on iTunes. And uh, you can leave whatever rating or little heart desires, but we would love it to be five stars and something really, really nice. Um, we are also on SoundCloud. Uh, if you want to check us out over there, um, soundcloud.com slash here's the thing cast. Uh, I think that's it. I think I that's think all that's we got. It. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, we Thanks loved so having much. you. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah. Next week, we're going to converse about conversing. Yeah. Bye. Ah. Bye. Bye.